conversation. Will you quit running in the podcast with dropping all your shit over there? <laughs> coughing in the background. <laughs> I'm so Chewing gum. What I'm so you? <laughs> you need you need podcast etiquette lessons. <laughs> you need suck my ass <laughs> lessons, <laughs> BJ. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll be in the bloopers. Yeah. Welcome to Scotch and Splenda, the podcast that tastes like The Office and gets you drunk like knowing the love of your life is a Canadian concierge, a faceless waitress from Benihana, your boss, or some smart, sexy temp. hey if, <laughs> if you love inside jokes and have been waiting to be a part of one someday, you're in the right place, because here on Scotch and Splenda, we're talking about anything and everything The Office, but most importantly, theories, side stories, and what ifs. We are, of course, your co-regional managers. I'm AJ. I'm BJ. I am Nick. And on this episode, we're talking everything Michael's love life. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy (laughs) Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's love life. Michael's love life. There's a lot to... There's a lot to unpack. Uh, There's a a lot lot. we should pack away and seal away. For sure. Yep. I think... I think there is more than uh, than meets the eye when it comes to Michael's love life, and yeah. I, can't, I can't wait to get into it. Really. I'm excited for it. Uh, but first, we got to make sure we give you a really quick reminder that while you are here and you are listening to the show, you keep listening, but you take a moment to review the show, drop that five stars, leave us a fan theory inside your review so we can uh, read it right here on the air like we're about to do. It's fan theory time. I think, Nick, you got this week's, right? Yes, sir. Our uh, fan theory this week comes courtesy of my brother, Andrew Morella. Hey, Thank you, Andrew. Look at that. And it uh, it requires a little bit of context here. So okay. it is Michael's expensive bacon habit that we talked about previously in the injury, right? Right, right. Okay. He yeah. sets aside at night six strips of bacon mm-hmm. so that he can wake up to the sound of crackling bacon on his George Foreman grill. Yeah. The yep. theory is Michael doesn't eat the bacon. He just wakes up to the sound of it crackling. And the amount of money that he spent, sunk cost, into the bacon is enough to pay for the education for the Scots Tots. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Scots Tots. I was dreading the episode we were going to have to talk about Scots Tots. <laughs> it's going to come eventually. I'm sure we're going to have, like, cringiest moments or whatever. I can't wait yeah, for sure. cringiest moments. Yeah. I, I think we've got some bangers in there for that, obviously. However, okay, so we're, we're tying a couple things together here. We're tying the bacon necessity, yep. morning necessity, yep. to... Okay. The Scots Tots. This is yeah. this is quite the uh, quite the line we're going to draw. Yeah, basically, it's I if he it. if he didn't do the bacon every day, which is obviously a pricey habit, which we've done some math and we'll yeah. get into. Okay, um, is it enough to pay for the education for the Scots Tots kids? Okay, okay. Oh. But and then the other part is that he doesn't even eat the bacon. Yeah, he just he, wakes up to the sound of the, the crackling okay. and the smell of the crackling bacon. So I'll throw out my first uh, maybe counterpoint. Counterpoint. Okay, to this would be. Michael does clearly state it's delicious, it's good for me. Right. It's that, delicious, it's good for me. It's yeah, a perfect that, way to start the day. Perfect yep. way to start the day. That kind of implies that he does eat it. Okay. Yes. 
So let's suspend our disbelief and just say for the sake of theory. <laughs> well, here's he the thing. Either way, it. he's still spending the same amount of money. Yeah, whether, he's it, amount of whether he's eating it or throwing yeah. it away. The money and the Scott's Tots theory, we can just we can just, just go into that one. Yeah. Because the money spent is going to be the same, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk numbers for a minute here, right? So okay. Michael does six strips of bacon a night. That's like... Is, 42 strips of bacon a week, okay, which is almost 2,100 strips of bacon a year. Oh my god, that's a right? lot. Yeah, we've already discussed that. So, how much, how many slices of bacon are in like a, a normal package of bacon? Like 16. So, we were okay. saying basically, we'll, we'll call it two, two days per package of bacon. So, he goes through three and a half packages per week. Okay, but knowing Michael Scott the way we all do, okay. I, I think he's buying premium. You think he's going premium? I, agree. I do. I mean. You look at his buying habits, you know, yeah. maybe not necessarily so much with food, but like when he had, when he wanted, wanted the workout system, he went for the most expensive Bowflex on the oh, market, yes. you know, <laughs> yeah. he's got, no, he's got the fur coat from Burlington. We Coal know Factory. for sure that he's got no sense of money and budgeting right like, throughout yeah. the series. So we can assume he's buying the premium, right? Okay. Yeah. So let's, so let's do some math, right? So we look at, we look at how many packages of bacon he's eating. So yeah. we're going to say that every week he eats three and a half packages of bacon. Right. Times fifty-two weeks in a year, so one hundred and eighty-two packages of bacon per year. Oh my god! Which wow. is just outrageous. He's pretty. He's in pretty good shape. He is in pretty that good much shape. bacon. Shockingly good shape. He's in great shape. So, so we had to. Yeah, we. What's had to the do normal it. cost of like a package of bacon? I guess. And you got to think this is East Coast. Yeah. Cost right. We're not. We're not in the Midwest. We're not in the heart. The heartland here. Yeah. The hogland. The hogland. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. say he's say he's buying premium. Let's call it. Uh, premium out here is probably six bucks a package. Let's call it seven bucks a package. Seven bucks a package. Seven out bucks. there on the wow. east coast. Okay. Okay. Seven bucks a package. Okay. Is one thousand two hundred and seventy-four dollars a year on bacon. Oh my god. So we have to figure out how long he's been doing it, right? So we looked it up, and the Foreman Grill came out in nineteen ninety-four. Ninety-four. Which is pretty safe to say that Michael probably saw that come out on a late-night infomercial in between episodes of. I don't Reno nine one one or whatever was on at that time that he was watching. <laughs> wasn't and, wasn't he a, like a boxer? Wasn't that, that his thing? George Foreman. Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was a boxer. Yeah. I thought you were talking about Michael. I no. Was like, no. No. But maybe Michael I was like, saw no, like, he got George Foreman. Oh my god! Cried like a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he saw like the boxing infomercial and thought, yeah. oh, here's how I'm going to bulk up. Yeah. yeah this, be, this is going to get me in the shape. Yeah. He saw he saw the infomercial with the bacon grilling on it. He thought, well, what a perfect way to start the day, and ran out and bought one. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. So okay. that runs from '94 to when Scott's Tots premiered in. 2009? Yep. 2009. Correct. Okay. So yep. 15 years. So we're going to take that number times 15, which is $19,110. Okay. So right, right away, I think we can eliminate. There's not... It's definitely not enough to pay for the entire Scott's Tots program. It's not like he was investing the money. We're just saying he yeah. might be saving yeah. this amount of yeah. money. Yeah. Like okay. he took his bacon budget and he put it aside for the for the kids. For the kids. Yeah. For the kids. Yeah. For the kids. So okay. So nineteen grand. Yeah. So let's Round, let's be general. Let's round it up and say twenty. Twenty grand. 20 grand. Well, after you factor in the cost of the George Foreman. Yeah, we're probably yeah, there. Absolutely, especially yeah. a brand new name brand George Foreman. Oh yeah, yeah and that was a good size one too. Yeah, yeah. No. the okay. cleaning products that went in just to getting the foot off. Oh that yeah, wall. yeah. So he's roughly twenty grand. And there were how many Scotts tots did we say when looking? Well, at? We I couldn't find an exact number. I couldn't find an exact exact number. Um, I, I looking on the screen minus the kid who's the little brother. You know, it looks like maybe between between like ten to twelve. 
kids in this class. So let's okay. let's call it ten. Let's make the math easy. Twenty grand to evaluate ten kids. Two thousand dollars a kid that yeah. he could have given either as a scholarship towards like and we did look up a community college education is like fourteen grand for a two year degree. For a two year degree grand okay. on average. He could have paid for one kid's entire college education yep. or could have definitely paid for at least a scholarship for each one of the kids. Or he yeah. could have actually bought them all nice laptops. And not just the <laughs> lithium batteries. <laughs> Your very own laptop computer, which are useless <laughs> without batteries. They did wait, seem wait, wait, wait. They're lithium. They're lithium. <laughs> <laughs> They did seem hyped on the potential of a laptop computer. I think that yeah. that would have been a good and, and say a laptop's what even even like a mid range laptop in two thousand nine call it eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Sure, right. So eight hundred dollars plus here's twelve hundred dollars for an additional scholarship on top of that. I think that would have been enough to make a lot of those kids pretty happy. Well, it's very yeah. generous at that point. So, yep. but instead he buys bacon, right? <laughs> All so, right. so finagling this theory around, yeah. and it's kind of a two-parter, if you will. If he maybe he was just throwing it away at, at, at not even eating it, but again, having enough money that he could flip around to to invest in his Scotts Tots uh, college scholarship fund, whatever, right? Yeah. So we've kind of debunked. I, 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 I'll go first if that's okay. Yeah, please, yep. by all means. Um, I think we've kind of debunked the fact that he, he – I think he does eat it. I'm going to vote that he does, in fact, eat the bacon. Yep. Because he also says later on in uh, Lazy Scranton, sitting in a plate with sitting in my office with a plate of grilled bacon. Yep. yep. He loves bacon. He does love bacon. just to see what was shaking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think he does eat the bacon. Uh, that being said – uh, if he had actually taken this, this this funding and put it put it towards any sort of investment towards the yeah. Scots Tots, he could have made a dent. And I like yeah. I like the thought of that that like <laughs> it's somehow his bacon eating is tied to the Scots the Scots Tots <laughs> debacle. debacle. If he would have Conundrum. taken the theory, you know, one step further, starting oh. with the bacon, but then going on to saying if Michael just wasn't a terrible budgeter <laughs> and good with money could he have afforded it maybe because right. the episode you know money yeah when they're when oscar does the uh the powerpoint yeah and shows him the scary black line that's what he's spending nobody on needs. things nobody needs <laughs> yeah um you like know multiple i think magic you know if that was the theory then we could have we could have you know done some different numbers and maybe we'd be voting different right right you know 100 percent so I think we're all ready to kind of vote, but I'm going to go ahead and say I don't think if he would have uh, kicked the bacon habit, he could have. He still could not have afforded the Scotts Tots tuition. Correct. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think. Agreed. I think he can't afford the tuition. I love that theory. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> really. Fun. That's really fun. <laughs> he definitely could have still done some life changing things for those yeah. kids for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless. I wish I would like to if we if we had the time it would have been fun to see like what kind of investment opportunities could he have put it into like yeah. a Roth or like yeah. what, some sort of growth. When did yeah. Bitcoin come out? If you would have right. oh if you would have twenty grand in Bitcoin at the beginning, like, <laughs> yeah, he could have sent everyone to college by two thousand nine. If he'd have bought like Amazon stock or right. rolled yeah. out in like right. the early two thousands or late nineties, what he could have done with that? Yep. Oh yeah. man, well, that's a fun one. That's a fun theory. Yeah. Thank you, uh, okay. Andrew. I appreciate you, buddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers, Speaking indeed. of cheers to you. Uh -oh. Yeah.
I think it's time that we pour a little whiskey and get into the meat of this episode. Oh, you, yeah. Michael's Love Life. It is Valentine's Day. Valentine's happy Valentine's Day. Day, guys. Happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day. Day. You know, I'm happy I'm here spending it with you yeah. and, and uh, not alone. No. Yeah. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. But, <laughs> Definitely uh, not at some cold Winnipeg hotel with yeah. concierge Marie. <laughs> so uh, we, we decided to uh, talk about Michael's love life and we're going to get into that in just a second. I'm going to pass the whiskey explanation on to Nick as he brought us an absolutely fantastic bottle of whiskey today and mm-hmm. I am near tears excited to try it. <laughs> so we got a, uh, it's a Weller foolproof single barrel store pick today so the uh the store is gonna be vans liquor which is in east dubuque illinois so it's gonna be right across the border uh, but what it is is it's uh one of the flagship offerings from weller which is uh part of the subsidiary buffalo trace out of frankfort kentucky okay we've had some of their products before with the buffalo trace and the eagle rare right yep um this is gonna be your little fancier stuff this is the the little more exciting bottles that they do so their weller line um goes on to become some pretty crazy stuff with uh it's put in different barrels and then aged for 15, 20, and 23 years and becomes Pappy Van Winkle later on. Yep. Oh, but it is a weeded bourbon, so it's a little bit sweeter. Okay. Down south, they call it the poor man's Pappy. This is a poor man's Pappy. It's a single barrel, foolproof uh, Weller, or a poor man's William LaRue Weller, which is their okay. uh, antique collection. It's a big fancy one. But right. at the end of the day, it's a weeded bourbon. Uh, it's not age stated, but it is a little bit older than some of the other stuff that we've had. Um, and it should be pretty good stuff. It's barrel, it's a uh, foolproof, so it's a barrel proof. This one's 114. So to explain what a uh, foolproof is, or barrel proof, yeah. or cast strength, or so any, most, they yeah. all mean the same thing, uncut. But they, it's it's when they pull it out of the the barrel that whatever strength it aged to is what the bottle is. Bingo. Right. So every every standard line has a cut level that they, so all standard Weller is, you know, I'm throwing this out there, probably 45%. Sure. And so they, whatever they pull it out, the, whatever the proof is, they pull it out, they water it down essentially to get to their ideal proof for that. And then they do special editions like full proof, which is straight out of the cask, no cutting. Which should okay. be pretty tasty stuff. I'm learning. So I'm ready to crack into one if you guys are. <laughs> I, I am learning. So excited. Okay. Cheers, boys. Cheers, fellas. I hope I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Cheers. 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 I can smell it. That's a thing. I would hope so. Uh, Confirmed AJ does not have COVID. Yep. <laughs> Let's see. So it's a little hotter on the nose because, like, mm-hmm. it is barrel strength. You know, it is. So you're gonna get a little bit Ooh. of a burn ski. Little burn ski. Little burn ski. <laughs> oh. This is. A I haven't tasted Bernie this Mac before. We we cracked this thing open at the table. This is our first sip. Man, it that's is tasty. So good. I love weeded bourbons. Mm-hmm. Like probably mm-hmm. up there in my favorite for sure. Oh. Weller 107 is a staple. If you can find it oh. here in Iowa, these are yep. very hard to find. Okay. Um, so this yeah. is, I just want to thank you yeah, for course. sharing this with me. If you're, uh, if you're looking around at the different wellers and stuff, this one will be a blue label if you find yourself looking at several. So the special reserve is sort of the baseline at green label. The antique 107 is the red label, which you were just talking about. You got the 12 year, which is the black label. And then this guy, which is the blue pretty much any of the other ones you're you're never gonna see well <laughs> unless here, you own unless you own a liquor store or your best friend owns a liquor store yeah you're not gonna see the orange or the white or 
any of that. Yeah, the orange, the CYOB, the choose your own barrel, that's, yeah, that's impossible to find. All these are hard to find. If you find a weller anywhere, just pick it up, and then you can mail it to me. I will sign it and send you back an empty bottle. (laughs) (laughs) What a deal. What a deal. (laughs) For the low, low price of your shipping cost. Yeah, shipping and handling not included in that deal. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. Uh, All right. Well, I think it is good. I like I sipped it and then I was like, I was like, oh, that's not bad. Oh, my lips hurt. But that's not bad. And I was like, ow, my chest hurts. Yeah, it burns me all the way <laughs> down. Like, boy, it burns everywhere. It burns everywhere. But it's not a bad burn. So I think this is honestly, this is maybe only like a quarter packet of Splenda. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. I think we're, it's pretty tasty. Look at this man developing yeah. that bourbon palate. Yeah. If a true bourbon lover ever listens to this and hears that you're drinking Weller foolproof, <laughs> and that you wanted to put any Splenda in it. Oh. I can't wait. We're gonna get so much hate mail. That's you gonna can be address that hate mail to uh, Scotch and Splenda podcast at gmail.com <laughs> yeah. and put in your favorite theory on how AJ's yeah. gonna die right. <laughs> on his way home. Uh, ooh, okay. It's too dark for Valentine's Day. Let's brighten bit. it up. Let's brighten it up. Uh, Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Let's warm it up in here. Uh, we're we're kicking this off with val- this Valentine's Day episode with Michael's love life. And we're talking very specifically about Michael's love life because my goodness, is it extravagant and extensive? Um, I would probably, I would probably say that he has the worst taste uh, in trying to get with somebody. He He just doesn't have the experience. He's (laughs) self-destructive. And watching him struggle is kind of a delight. So what do you guys think? (laughs) I think, Michael's terrible okay. at, at dating. <laughs> He's I mean, bad. I mean, all everyone, all the way down, and we'll get into the details. I don't want to like get into anything too specific here right off the bat before we go around and do some picks. But he cannot pick a good girlfriend to save his life until somehow a miracle happened and Holly showed up. You know, at the end, because we all know right. how it ends for him in his love life. Yeah, and so he was able to find the love of his life. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the love of my life. Okay, who my favorite of his romances are. But you bet. Um, he ends up he ends up falling in love with Holly Flax, um, the HR that replaced Toby, which we all know. Right, and uh, he then moves on to Colorado. That is how he leaves the show. And mm-hmm. I will say for that, fuck you. Holly. Holly. Okay. Holly. Well, I was You're the reason that Michael left. Okay. I was going to say, fuck your Alzheimer's dad. No. BJ's coming out with. (laughs) Oh, no. Yikes. Uh, Well, that's, I was going to almost ask if we can kind of start this in reverse and maybe. He obviously ends up with Holly in the in at the end of his you know career on the office, right? Yeah. Um, And and I was going to ask like, how do you guys feel about that relationship? as a whole and bj you've already kind of expressed that well i they're they're good for each other you okay. know no one can deny okay. that i mean it's like michael and holly just fit you see it right away from right from the episode that she starts yeah uh, goodbye toby right and immediately they click and so overall yes i do think holly and him are compatible compatible i just have so much disdain for Holly because she's the reason that Michael had she to leave. She took him yeah. from us. She took him from us. <laughs> okay. And we had a relationship with him long before Holly did. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. What do you that's think, Nick? Nick, I, any input? Yeah. I think that him and Holly have a great dynamic. I do share some of BJ's resentment with the fact that uh, her character is responsible for Michael leaving. Um, I think because after that, you get uh, sort of the. 
shit show of bosses for the remaining uh, two and a half seasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the shit show parade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Including yeah. season nine, Andy, who is just Ooh. my least favorite character in the show. I probably. have some really good theories on season nine, Andy, that I'll save for the season nine, Andy show. I, I, still, <laughs> I still really want a discussion about how much better the show would have been if him and his brother, Josh Groban, were lost at sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. But we'll yeah. save that for another time. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that they have a great dynamic. They're very funny. They're very dorky together. Yeah. They are the peanut butter and jelly in that love sandwich. Okay. Um, and Beasley and Jim. But, yeah, yep, but <laughs> oh my oh. god, what a waste! <laughs> what a waste! Uh, so we could go. Um, I just want to kind of talk about maybe our favorites, some favorites, some favorites, yeah, some on, the, favorites. on the flip side of the coin. Um, yep. the, so, so yeah, okay. And I, maybe Holly it. is your, one of your guys' favorites. I don't know. We we didn't sure. discuss our favorites before done this, that so it's, that's fair. Um, but I'll go ahead and start. I love it. So I think my favorite is Michael's true true love love at first sight fell absolutely head over heels in love with her yeah ryan uh, well oh oh, oh, oh sorry, sorry, sorry. that's coming her. okay who's gotcha. this ryan woman? <laughs> but so in love um with her that you know he was just absolutely heartbroken to find out that poor Deborah Shafsleski <laughs> died. <laughs> and of chair course, model. I'm referring to the chair model. <laughs> I think she's the love of his life. <laughs> oh, she's so oh innocent. So young. <laughs> she was so, so young. young. <laughs> now she's she is dead. <laughs> so car uh, crashes. Like uh, so innocent. She was stoned. Apparently, <laughs> she yep. She died in a car accident. It was tra- a tragic, 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 tragic uh, car accident. Um, <laughs> and so, and then they go to visit her grave. Um, yeah. And they sing "Bye Bye Miss Chair Lady," Chair Lady, <laughs> Chair Model Lady, Chair Model Lady, Lady. Lady. Cleans American Pie. <laughs> bye bye, Miss Chair Model I do love that. Be the right. day that I die. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful right. stuff. Wonderful That's my stuff. first pick. <laughs> Your first pick, huh? All right. I, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll give you one here. This is, this is my. Uh, it's kind of, a, it's kind of an interesting take on it because, um, it is the business trip. And oh, it does. Okay. okay. It does have to do with concierge Marie. Okay? okay. And it has to do with Michael's infatuation, if you will, with this idea that he's confused. He thinks the concierge is essentially a modern day geisha, in his own words. <laughs> that is they just, have those. Just for, <laughs> God damn it. He's 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 basically thinking that they're just. They, they're trained in the art of pleasure and entertainment and just like <laughs> seduction, seduction, <laughs> seduction. <laughs> and he's just like blown away. And he's, the fact he's like quizzing her the whole time. And like, they're Where just do you go. Where do you go? Where do you go? The yeah. Ast- Astro cleaners. Uh, it's like St. James place. St. James, it's the only place of you. It's like, Oh my God, that's just amazing. Quizzing her and quizzing her. And he ends up actually hooking up with concierge Marie. We yep. we don't know where exactly. In in we decided uh, yeah. it was in the hotel. In the hotel, but we and don't she, know. She must have gotten a free room just right. for working at the hotel. I think that's what we kind of put together. Uh, and I'm just like I'm like, okay. He he gets his shoes back from concierge Marie, and then but here's the thing, and I I have to also draw it back 
to when Jim tells him originally about, hey, you just had a rebound. He's actually rebounding off of Holly at this point. Yep. Yeah. Um, and he has this conversation at the end of the episode with David Wallace. It's like, hey, I heard you made the sale. Congratulations. He's like, he's like, so you had a good trip. He's like, no, the trip sucked, David. Yep. It blew chunks. It's just <laughs> he's really upset. And he, he really tells David Wallace kind of his like gives him a piece of his mind. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of the first time he ever stands up to David Wallace. Yeah. And you think maybe the rebound like gave him the courage to, right. to do that. Yeah, I think so. Because, okay. because he like, he went through and he, he obviously feels guilty. This is a very, hu- this is a very humanized right. Michael Scott at this point. Yep. And, and he's, he's sitting there like, and he's, he's just kind of heartbroken again. And he, he really does realize he tells Davies like, why did you send her away? Why did you do that? That was yeah. just so sucky. It was, it was a sucky thing to do, David. And he's, and I love it. He's just like, Andy Buckley is on the other end of that phone. Sometimes click and he yep. hangs up on his oh, boss. Yeah. And I think it's a very redeeming moment for Michael with, with him understanding love a little bit more, yep. but all leading up to that, this idea like that, he just doesn't have any idea what this is. And again, wasn't a big fan of her accent whatsoever. Yeah, so we did. Strange. I think we did vote her down, right, yeah, on the guest did. stars episode. Yeah, yeah. we kind of gave her a thumbs down. Yeah, um, she does a great job in Reno Nine One One. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. She's she's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. I just and I think maybe part of her comedy in that role was the bad accent. Yeah, sure. Like sure. I think that's kind of part of it. Absolutely. I would give her. I would give her acting credit for that. Respect. Yeah. Cool. All yeah, right. That's that's mine. So my uh, my favorite is uh, has got to be Carol. Okay, realtor. Carol. I think that their dynamic, just from the standpoint of somebody with like a, a mild amount of trivia knowledge of The Office, is fucking hilarious. So Carol, his realtor in the show, who's yes. got the two kids, is his actual wife in real life, and she <laughs> seems to be short of like. Pam's mom, the only one of his love interests that genuinely does not like Michael towards the end of their relationship. I do love Carol and Michael's relationship. I mean, you can walk us through here, but they meet on Office Olympics. That's the first time they meet. And Carol is condo. And Carol thinks that him and Dwight are a couple. Yeah. So Carol's first impression of Michael is that Michael's gay. The neighborhood is very friendly. friendly. Yeah, it's a friendly neighborhood. Oh, that's that's great for them. That's nice. And then Dwight jumps in and says, let's go check out the master bedroom. (laughs) 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 Yes. It's perfect writing. Oh, it's fucking phenomenal. I love it. So, So, okay, so keep keep going through the relationship. So Carol's such a great character to me because she's very, like, she's one of the only characters that I find on the show that's not, like, a character. Caricature exactly. of what their person is supposed to be. In Absol- real life. Absolutely. Dwight's over the top. Jim's over the top. Stanley's over the top. Everybody in the show is sort of over the top. Right. Carol is just like your standard average everyday person. And so watching her interact with Michael is fucking hilarious. Just oh, a yeah. single when, working mother. Yeah. Like just yeah. a normal, yeah. normal, normal person. normie. A yes. normie. We'll call a real normie. normie. Because you, okay. get, you get stuff like, <laughs> you get stuff like, where uh, obviously where they break up, so Benny Hanna Christmas, right? Okay, yeah. Where they where they break up, he has got the photoshopped version of his Christmas card, right? Yeah. That is his face pasted over the face of Carol's ex husband on a skiing. It, yeah, no, you're good. On I mean, a skiing just... holiday with her with her ex husband and two kids, he has. Uh, it's a bold move, as Jim calls it. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
I'm just like shaking my head over here. Yeah. I thought again, of Michael, somebody doing Michael's that. Michael's a bold guy. <laughs> yeah. Is bold the right word? <laughs> oh <laughs> my god. Yeah, but, and that's that's the end of there. So what's yeah. the what's the time frame there? I guess because they dated for a while. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And it was. Uh, uh, well, they yeah, do so, say during Diwali it was their ninth date. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, their first yeah. their first quote date was casino night. Right. Technically. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. And so they two queens on casino night. Yep. Two queens. Gonna drop a deuce on everybody. Yeah. And yeah, so it's. That was their first date. They had nine dates uh, yep. as as of Diwali, right. and then uh, then we have Benny Hanna Benny Hanna Christmas. Yep, yep. That comes along where they end their relationship. Correct. Okay. okay. Yep. And so, so that's a pretty that's a that's a pretty good span. Benny Hanna was, you know, I mean, I don't know exactly what episode it was, but it was you know, so Christmas from from Diwali, I guess, I guess, or so. Uh, yeah. You could probably call it like a nine month relationship, I guess. Yeah. They dated for a while. Yeah. Several yeah. months for sure. Not a full year. Cause because they didn't make it to the season finale of season three. Yeah. Right. So it wouldn't have been a full year, but I mean, it was a, it was a good chunk of time and they always skip over all of summer. That's kind of their thing. Right. So, yeah. So you can add two months. Right. At least Cause that, I like, I like that take. she comes in and like, is ready to confront him about this Christmas card. And he's just so excited that she's there and is trying to like introduce her to everybody. And he's like, I don't know who you haven't met yet, but this is probably one, one of them. It's <laughs> probably one of them. He's, he's like, I've got here, turn two around. tickets to paradise. Yeah, so he's trying to take <laughs> a bag. We're leaving the day after tomorrow. <laughs> I did hear on another podcast, Office Ladies, if you guys don't okay. listen to that, check it out. But yeah. that, that one joke cost $60,000 because they had to pay for the music <laughs> rights for that song. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh. But I, love, I love that their breakup is so, like, sudden. And, and obviously, Michael's got the... Uh, then he's got Benihana Christmas, which I'm sure we'll get into at some point. But um, just their breakup is hilarious. Like, she comes in, she confronts him about the Christmas card, and then just ends the relationship. Like yeah. between the proposal at Diwali, which was so public and so embarrassing, where she's dressed as a slutty cheerleader at an Indian <laughs> celebration because he told <laughs> her it was a costume, a costume party. party? Yeah. Oh. oh yeah. So it just embarrasses her so publicly there in a couple different aspects. Yeah. And then sends out Christmas cards to God knows who. It never says just like That's a good point. you have to assume a lot of these, people. These went out to multiple people. <laughs> Knowing like, Michael is like literally everybody he knows. Yeah. yeah. Like, which maybe is not a whole bunch. So, but everybody in the office for sure got one. Absolutely. Yeah. But I just love their dynamic. I think it's very funny. I think it's it's very funny that he like later on when he's going through and he's uh, trying to talk to all his exes because he thinks he has herpes, <laughs> and he like calls her office and tracks her down at a home showing. And she's like, I just, I think the fact that you're even here just shows how deluded you are. <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious to me. So uh, let me let me say this really quick. How so? Knowing everything we know about what they went through, yeah. How how desperate do you think Carol is, like in this moment of her life? After this, that she's putting up with this for this long, or maybe yeah. she's just well, trying super hard. Like, I think Michael made a very good 
second impression. Okay, yeah. On her, and that is With Michael's birthday party. Yes. At the yeah. skating rink when he yep. takes the kids and he's like acting kind of goofy and playing yeah. with them. Uh, you know, you see her Take eyes kind of like, yeah. you know, she yeah. kind of tilts her head and she's like, oh, like he's good with kids and I and yeah. like good with yep. my kids. Right. And that, you know, I don't know because I'm not a single mother, but I imagine that that <laughs> is something that's important to a single mother. I would, right? ha- I would you think know? so, yes. And so I think the second impression he made was really good. And then when he asked her out mm-hmm. to casino night, yeah. he really does a good job of selling it like it's going to be a fun event. Absolutely. You know, like, and he's like, you know, he makes it sound like it's going to be this huge. And she's like, oh, well, that's that sounds great. Sounds fun. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. she's like, I got to find a sitter, but that shouldn't be a problem. Right. You know, and. And so I think she just like the good second impression and then the like the invitation to a fun public, you know, it's not like a date. It's more like, hey, come by, drop it off, have yeah. a drink. Come hang out. If Lots of people you know, are going to be there. She's like, oh, pressure. like if I'm not comfortable, it's I'll casual. just, I'll, yeah, if it's casual, Love I'll it. just leave after yep. I get the paper signed. You know, he did a really good non-Michael Scott like normalcy Absolutely. Of, of getting her to say yes to a date yeah. the way that he presented it. Good and point. then once he's got her locked in, the crazy comes out. Yeah, yeah. Michael can't resist, yep. but just throw it on thick. Casino yeah. Night, which has one of the better jokes, I think, of that season, which is Dwight. So Carol obviously is his realtor. Yeah. And when Dwight comes rolling up to Michael and says, Codename Remax. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Codename Remax. Na- <laughs> fucking hilarious. Like the most, what, nationally known, uh, like, retail or uh, realty, realty company. Realty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> codename Land Jevonson. Land and, and then Jan's codename <laughs> is just her name in Pig Latin. <laughs> so this is, this is, I will say, this was another pick of mine was Casino Night. I might oh, as well just you. throw it out there now since okay. we are on the subject because him him trying to balance this out and like you kind of realize like you know what apparently Michael must have some sort of game yep. or he's really good at picking up some somewhat desperate women he to must this, just know you, how to throw down in the bedroom can we just put it out there yeah. like he's got it's all the these bacon women. it's <laughs> the bacon I don't think it's the bacon you don't think a girl likes to wake up to breakfast in bed yeah that's a good I point think, <laughs> I think he tells them hey I'm gonna bust out this he's got like a separate fucking travel suitcase I'm sure for it he's like hey I'm gonna bust out this Foreman grill. Yeah. Do you have any bacon in the fridge? Otherwise, I gotta pop down to Kroger. I guess. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, like uh, I'm gonna lay these out the night before. Yeah. And then this shit's gonna pop off in the morning. So <laughs> I hope you're ready for it. Hope you be ready for that. Uh, How do you like your eggs? I will in the say, morning? I think I, I don't think anyone can argue that in casino night while we're talking about it. Jan had every intent of, of staying overnight with Michael. Uh, absolutely. 100%. Uh, yeah, 100%. She, she 100% was ready to do that. And I, I like to think about what had happened if if Carol had not come or she decided, hey, I'm just going to take off and get out of here, you know? So let's just yeah. do a quick vote. Throw yeah. it around. Do you think Michael would have hooked up with Jan if Carol said no? 100%. 100%. Yep. I agree. I, yep. I, I totally yep. agree with that. And, and I think it would have sparked their their relationship, like their their deeper relationship, a lot sooner. Much, yep. much earlier. All yeah. things considered. Because she was. I mean, she packed a bag and everything. Oh, you know, yeah. We saw it. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Okay. I, I like that stamp in the ethos. In, uh, it's in <laughs> the ethos. Uh, and but I again, I think it really comes back to Casino Night. Obviously, a pivotal scene, uh, a pivotal episode for uh, another great love story in the office. Jim and Pam. Yep. Yep. Was yep. also, I think, under the radar, a, a very pivotal one for Michael because 
we see him playing this game with two ladies. He's he's got his opportunity. He sees himself as a player. Yes. You know what I mean? So I think it's a pretty big thing for him to be able to juggle this. Sure. It's a very fun take on your classic sitcom like two dates to prom night oh yeah. take a formula that they yeah. do yeah it's a very fun three's company that. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 100%. do you that so here's a here's a theory i'll just throw out here um if carol didn't come yeah yep. michael and jan hook up right yeah. i think that their relationship would have been a lot shorter i think jan would have woken up and not it, like she would have not gone to jamaica or whatever right i think she would have, it would have been kind of a one-night mistake because oh, um, wow, she good. hasn't gone down the like that path the path yet yeah and sure. i think she was still like aware and then the flip side that or the another backup to this is i think another woman being interested in michael made jan like him more got you um i wants what she can't have she wants what she yeah absolutely she 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 displayed some jealousy there yeah oh casino night you know showing up on casino night good sport you know it's like well i'm having a good time you know like that kind of thing and uh i i think it's a that's a really fun take actually because if she had hooked up with michael she would have they would not have gone i don't believe they would have gone to jamaica together yep yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it would have just ended. I think, yep. Well, would think, he have even purchased the tickets? That's so far down the line. Well, like, yeah. would he have even purchased the Jamaica tickets at that point in time? Oh man. Oh well, no, because he was planning on going with Carol. With that's Carol. Kind of he didn't, he didn't maybe he would like have thinking long... he was going to take Jan. Maybe that was yeah. Yeah, that would have just happened. Jan would have said no. I don't know. Yeah, but that's good. Jamaica's largest freshwater, freshwater pool. pool. <laughs> I do think we need to talk about one thing. Okay. The six hundred pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> Oh, wait, that's what we're doing right now. That's Carol. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> Carol, she's still my girlfriend, so yeah. we're still dating. <laughs> Step away from me, Michael. Yeah, that was the convention episode. Yeah. Where, yeah. Yep. So at that point, they're obviously dating. So yep. Season, uh, season three, episode two. Correct. And honestly, one of my favorite episodes, uh, when I really think back to maybe like a top five or something, mm-hmm. but it's, it's almost like a, it feels like kind of like a redemption for Jan a little bit. Yeah. To, to me that she kind of gets to she 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 kind of revels in being able to tell Michael no. Yep. You know, it's on her terms if it's going to happen. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, she was very like not like interested in Michael because she maybe felt like she got burned. But, right. But deep down, like she was more upset that he could she couldn't get him and for her he was just always someone on the back burner like she could have whenever she wanted. Mind yep. Maybe maybe it's a mind blower here. Real quick. Real quick question, okay? She's not interested during the convention. She is not she makes it very clear that she is not going to be interested in Michael. However, she doesn't have a barrier for separating from her employees. Was she more after Josh potentially at the convention? I could think? not agree more. Oh man. Oh, I, boy. I, I, I really think. I was thinking about it while you were like I, I was going to try and get there somehow, yeah. but I think that Jan, if anybody she wanted to be with yeah. of the two, yeah. would have definitely been Josh. Absolutely. She's and, like, oh, man, he's got, like, regional manager of Staples potential. I got to <laughs> get after that. Well, and so is is a convention before or after meeting David Wallace, this new CFO, where she said you hooked up with Jan? That you, was you know, that was that before or after that was I need a continuity. It check. was it was after. So when um, he goes to New York 
for the presentation. Mm-hmm. That was in season two, I believe. And okay. I believe that episode was I think a you're Valentine's right. Day episode. You're right. You're right. It is. It is. It was Valentine's Day episode. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Valentine's Happy Valentine's Day. Because Valentine's Pam's getting all the flowers totally to Phyllis. That. Yes. Totally tied that in. Yeah, totally, totally tied that. that in. Yeah, that was planned. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally meant to do that. Yes. Uh, yeah, and absolutely. Then, and then Jan kisses Michael by the elevator because Michael, right. Michael steps up and shows, again, his totally redeeming qualities, which is building his character from season two as opposed to totally. season one, Michael. Yep. But when he goes into David Wallace and he, he kind of lies or whatever, but he says, like, I just made it up. I made I just made a joke when it was just me and the guys like joking around. I made it's a dumb questionable joke. at best. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry. He like looks Borderline very sincere, like turns to Jan, just apologizes. Right. Jan plays it off like the uh, you know, boys will be boys, which is not right. But right. she she plays it off like it's just not a big deal. Like yeah. it's it's no big deal. Let's just forget it. And then David Wallace is like, okay, like nobody's suing anybody. No one's getting into you know, like yeah. let's just move on. Don't do it again. He doesn't want to deal with this on his first week. Right. The right. new CFO. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Yeah, because that is the first episode that you meet Josh. It is. Yep. And, and and my my thought is is that maybe Josh like has this idea of Jan now that she's a little bit loosey goosey. Who knows? Maybe maybe they were in there at at his hotel room while Michael's trying to throw a party. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, Are you talking about how great Michael's party was. Yeah, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> Girl, it's going wild. His strobe light. Can I, can I get a drink? His cocktail that he decides to be like the premier cocktail is Cosmos. <laughs> Cosmos. You like Cosmos? <laughs> he's so defeated, yeah. but he's he's pouring him a Cosmo into a real martini glass yeah. he brought with him. Yeah, guess oh. you forgot how we do it in Scranton. It's like a Ain't it's no like, party a good like a Scranton party because the Scranton party don't stop. Yeah, that is a great episode. Honestly, oh, stuff. the tag on that episode when they turn the black light on. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh God. God. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I hope it's urine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, that's that is a big thing though. Like I think with Casino Night. Bringing it back to Casino Night, like uh, I think there's a lot of fine points in there for Michael's love life evolving yeah, into okay. the series. So, so Casino Night is your favorite romantic episode. I think it's one of them. If not, I think I think that there is a very romantic moment at the end of Business Trip when okay, he is yep. really expressing himself to somebody he probably shouldn't be his boss, but he can't restrain himself. I think that's a very romantic moment. Okay, so talking about favorite romantic episodes, Nick, yeah. what is your favorite? romantic episode Ooh, we, okay. we've already touched on it a little bit actually in passing but it's probably money truthfully as terrible okay. as his as his relationship oh, was yeah. with jan right because it was it was just toxic relationship 101 yep it was terrible they were like fighting all the time they yeah. didn't communicate well uh yeah. they had like a really weird power dynamic all Absolutely. the time and, like as terrible as that relationship was, it's it's just such a like sweet ending to that episode, right? So yeah. for those who are maybe not familiar, money is the one where um, they go through like Michael's got a second job, he's a telemarketer. They've traded in the PT Cruiser for the Porsche. <laughs> for sure, um, Oscar is going through and uh, running Michael through like his spreadsheet or his bar a, graph, a PowerPoint, PowerPoints <laughs> yeah. of like all of the expenses he has. And all the things that he shouldn't be spending money on. And he realizes that, like, he's broke. He doesn't have money. Like, they're they're super in debt. And it's because he just can't communicate with Jan. Yeah. And so Michael tries to declare bankruptcy by shouting it at the office, yeah. which obviously <laughs> doesn't do anything. 
and then runs away. Yeah. And tries to hop a train and leave town like yep. a hobo. I'll stay off the grid. Yeah. I'll stay off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> and it has um, like a really, really sweet ending to the episode where like they're gonna they're gonna ride the train together like jan is with him she's no matter what happens like she's okay with the fact that they're broke they're gonna they're gonna go through and they're gonna fix their money issues they're gonna get everything sorted out and there's this really nice shot of like their feet just dangling Dangling. off the edge of the, the train car with this great music over it and like it's i don't know it's it's a very sweet very romantic episode to me towards the end that they can like work through the troubles that they've got and it seems like Hey, they're going to be okay. Like maybe they're not a terrible couple. Maybe, maybe they're going to they work have a shot. Out. Yeah, that little easily. Did, little did we know how much of a just absolute shit tornado that would be in the end. But at the time, and, it seems very nice. And dinner I, be- party. I believe <laughs> dinner party is the next episode oh, in God. in line from that episode. Yeah, I believe. I, I, I I'll yeah. get a check on that. But uh, but yes, and and that shot in particular that you're talking about is very out of character for The Office. Yeah, it's got that it's very really cinematic versus documentary. Absolutely, and and uh, I totally know what you're talking about. They have that nice little moment, but don't sell your implants. Yeah, I'm <laughs> keeping them. I know, <laughs> I know how much you, know you like, like them. them. They hurt though. It's like, but they they look they're cute. They're cute. nipples aren't as sensitive as they used to be, <laughs> <laughs> but they're yeah. cute. Yeah. <laughs> looks looks cute on you. <laughs> oh god. Oh, so that's probably that's probably my favorite. Like I do like that romantic episode with Michael. I know that objectively there are probably some ones that are better, but I don't. That one stuck with me as one that I really enjoyed. Yeah, that has got to be the episode where you might empathize with Jan. You know, yeah. the most, and Absolutely. and just kind of she's she has to deal with Michael. Like you don't really ever see that side of it, right? Like yeah. how tough would it be to live with Michael Scott? Very. Probably pretty tough. <laughs> the bacon now, alone. I know. I mean, he's thinking. He's like the Porsche isn't what bankrupted him. It was the bacon. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so, you know, and, like, we've all kind of been hitting these these big episodes with Michael and his love life, but my favorite, and yeah. I think and I think the biggest love episode for Michael is Benihana Christmas. Benihana oh, yeah. Christmas. Yes. And okay. And I got a lot, you know, oh. I, got, I got a lot here. So okay. Love it. Okay. So, first of all, that episode starts um, with Carol. With Carol. Okay, yes. so the jumping of Carol. And then the big meat of the episode is him with his new girlfriend. My, and my new girlfriend. And my, his new girlfriend. <laughs> you know, Cindy, the waitress from, uh, from Benihana. Benihana. Okay. Not his waitress at Benihana, for what it's worth. Yeah, no, just a, a waitress. <laughs> just, just a, a waitress. waitress. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, no. and then ends the episode with Jan. That's right. So he goes yep. through three different relationships yeah, in one day. You're absolutely right. Goodness okay. gracious, you are right. Technically yep. three and a half if you count him not being able to tell who's who with the other waitress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. To mark her hand yeah, with a yeah, marker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I marked her arm. I marked her arm. Oh, no. So I think, uh, okay, so then on top of that, so Michael has three love interests in one episode, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, on top of that, if you really take that episode and look at all the other relationships and I know we're focusing on Michael but I just want to just touch on a couple that all happen in this one Christmas episode which yeah. is which really should have been a freaking Valentine's Day episode with how much like different sort of relationships are hitting yeah so first we'll look you know at the obvious the Michael one so Michael and Cindy yep and then we'll look at Andy and the other server yeah. okay so another <laughs> relationship the other the other server from the restaurant 
And then we see uh, Jim and Karen, right? They're dating. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're dating at that point. They they have a really, really good moment in that episode where they open each other's gifts. And they got each and other the same And they both got each other Bridget Jones' diary yeah. as a joke yep. gag gift because it was such a terrible movie. Right. So that was like a really good Jim and Karen relationship moment. Um, and then I'm going to throw out Kelly and Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in the extended cut that's now on <laughs> on Peacock. <laughs> so yeah. you watched, have you watched the deleted yes. the, the extended no. cut? No. Nope. Okay. Okay. Any Christmas. Okay. Nope. Well, oh, no. there's a runner in this <laughs> that is Kelly gets uh, Ryan brings Kelly a Christmas gift yep. as her boyfriend, and Kelly um, was so mad when she walked in that she didn't already have his gift that she throws out. Ryan's gift right. throws it in the trash. Right. Like she's mad. Sure. Thinks they're going to break up. Okay. So then uh, she breaks down. She's like, you're such a nice boyfriend, blah, 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 blah. And tells him that she threw it in the trash and the trash was already taken out. So it's probably in the dumpster. So Ryan and Kelly go out to the dumpster. They go out to the dumpster. And, oh and Kelly is in the dumpster. Okay. <laughs> looking for the gift. And at one point, Ryan says, are you happy in this relationship? And Kelly goes, don't break up with me while I'm in a dumpster. Don't talk me while I'm in a dumpster. <laughs> and, Jesus Christ. and then Ryan gets in the dumpster to help look for the present. And they end up uh, hooking up. Having sex. In the dumpster. In the dumpster. Jesus Christ. How could they have deleted that? <laughs> it so, is amazing. There's there a lot of what they what is deleted or what was what's what's be, now become the extended super fan episodes yeah. is very sexual to be honest like it's very yeah. sexualized yeah which I believe is why they wanted it probably cut from the original office not because they don't want to have any sex portrayal it's that they just it's like it's supposed to be more boring than this right. you know yeah. what I mean it's too saucy it's too spicy you know when when you hear Kelly and Ryan moaning in, yeah. in, in a knocking around dumpster and the dumpster's Jesus moving yeah. like it's like doesn't it have is, the wheels locked or anything it, oh, sure. it probably would have jumped the rating from like the yeah. tvma you know because like, that scene yeah so, so i get it well i'll have to go home and watch it please do i'm working my way through the super fan episode so i'm actually we're working our way through the entire series from the beginning my wife okay. the love of my life the light in my life has never seen The Office, has never watched through the series. <laughs> and so we're currently... Neither has my girlfriend. <laughs> we're currently in the process of watching through the entire thing for her benefit. I see, I yeah. see. Okay. So we've not gotten that far yet. Okay, Fair well, enough. you got to do it. I mean, oh, it's like yeah, rewatching yeah, yeah. it for the first time. It makes me so happy. I love yeah. it. It stretches the episodes from like 25 minutes to like a 40, 45-minute episode a lot of the yeah. time. Yeah, from thir uh, mostly above 30, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. awesome. So then you keep moving on to the relationships in there and you have a Pam and Roy moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And then um you Roy know sucks. <laughs> uh you have a you have a Michael and Pam moment. Okay. Yeah. Um and then you have a great Dwight and Angela runner on that on that episode as well. And they got the walkie talkies, you know. Oh yeah. And they're going back and forth. Um what's and, your twenty monkey? Yeah. <laughs> monkey, what's your twenty? Um and then you have a great Pam and Toby moment oh, oh boy. when pam decides that she doesn't care about the robe and brings back one of the robes because they took toby's that's yep. right okay michael we're one short on the robes from corporate take from toby yeah from toby <laughs> and so you have just an absolute ton of these great great relationships yeah yeah 
Now, this episode also hosts the worst relationship <laughs> in series history. Oh, God. And of course, I'm talking about that freaking couple at <laughs> Benihana that would not move over one seat and let Dwight sit with his group and instead made him sit two seats away and talk across them and yeah. ruin yeah, their right. lunch. And then we're shitty about it the whole time. Yeah. Like, yes. like Dwight's being inconvenient. Like, just fucking move. I hate move them. them. I yeah. hate them. Those people exist in real life. And they do exist. Like, what? The, the, they wanted to sit right in the center. They couldn't go just one, oh, one more over. That's bullshit. And, and like, in, instead it caused their lunch to be ruined. They seem insufferable as so, is. So I vote that couple from Benihana is the worst <laughs> couple in the series of The Office. They're definitely up there. They, because of their actions, they now have to sit there and listen to Dwight critique the knife of the, uh, the hibachi chef. And has to listen to Dwight describe the process of of. What is it? A goose? A goose. Slaughtering a goose. A goose? Yep. Yeah, butchering talking? a goose. Yeah. You gotta get the knife right under the jaw and you're gonna you're gonna need a bucket. There's a lot of blood. blood. And have the bucket there for the blood and, and the, the innards, innards and the feathers. feathers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that episode no, is just chock fucking chock chock full. Of, oh, yeah. of romantic intertwines. And of course, I'm referring when I said, when earlier when I said Michael and Pam. Yeah. It's when uh, <laughs> Carol dumps him and then Michael asks Pam to go to Jamaica and yeah. she says no. no. He's <laughs> laying down on yeah. the floor behind it's her. It's all desk. Okay. <laughs> yes. It's yeah. all and, I think, okay. and I think there's a, a future callback uh, in Dinner Party. Yeah. Where clearly Michael tells Jan that him and Pam have dated in the past. Oh yes. Oh my god. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And I think that is a call back. Well, I don't from need to tell you, Pam. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. We, I, I, I don't. We, I don't think there's even room to talk about dinner party in this episode because we no, want to talk about no love. Way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the darkest episode in probably my favorite. One of my favorites it's, for we did, sure. It's in a, a big separate one. podcast of yours, AG, the Super yeah. Stoked podcast. I'm super stoked. You yep. guys, you you should guys check that did out. a... Uh, top five episodes of The Office yes. that I was your guest star for. And we and we our consensus number one was Dinner Party for the best episode. I believe of the it Office. was, yeah. It's uh, fucking hilarious. But yes, definitely don't have time to get into everything uh, on yeah. Dinner Party. That's a, that's a whole episode by itself. It probably um, really is a whole episode by itself. Yeah. Uh, I guess just to touch on maybe some of the other like romantic interests in Michael's life before we head out of here. Um, we we who haven't we we talked about as much at this point? There's there's been we've who we've talked about definitely previously. We've certainly talked about Donna. We haven't talked about my least favorite, which is uh, Pam's mom. Pam's mom. Pam's mom. Helene. She drives a green Helene. Helene. Yeah. She drives a she, green Camry. And the seats go yeah. all uh, the way back. <laughs> she was like, fuck. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's so, right on my way home. Take a different way, way home, home, man. <laughs> okay, I could use the service streets. <laughs> <laughs> he says it's so quiet, you can barely pick it up. But he's yeah. like, I'll take the service streets. <laughs> <laughs> Helene, who also was was played by a different actress in the very yeah. beginning right. um, of the series when, when Pam is visited by her mom. Um, and they say, uh, they say that... Uh, w- <laughs> <laughs> fucking sign language. <laughs> I just like I'm distracted. Sorry. Um, He's like motioning at me for the beer that he just cracked. I thought he was trying to well, cheers. I thought you were like kind of motioning at me that you needed one, and I was like, oh, here, here you I go. Brought, you can have my this own one. bevies this week. No <laughs> mooch in here. So, but you you have you have what is essentially like a, 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 it was a different actress when she 
Pam's mom visits earlier in the in the series. I yeah. believe in se- in uh, season one. Um, uh, season two. Is it season it's two? Season two. Yeah. Okay. All right. But she comes in. She asks, "Which one is Jim?" And it's That's it, right. it is season two. It's season two, episode two, sexual harassment. Sexual harassment. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. Well played, Benjamin. Uh, <laughs> well played, BJ. Uh, yeah. So um, we. Uh, but but then you have Helene, which is Pam's mom, uh, uh, reinvented essentially. Yep. To the, from what was essentially a very normal person to this like kind of snooty feeling almost yeah, yeah that's my thing she has very like, yeah. like yep. she has this very elitist attitude that Absolutely. i don't know it's just very like down her nose at everyone but when you look back at it like she doesn't really behave that way not necessarily it's just, it's just her attitude like she's very excited about the birthday lunch like well she's yeah. very excited about the presents like i think i think that michael brings it out of her yeah, no, yeah. I think that's why she is the way she is now. But if you think about when, like during the Niagara, wedding. yeah, the wedding um, episodes for during the wedding, she she very much is. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's so, negative. Well, and she's like know, she's going through a divorce, snacks? and her ex husband <laughs> brings like a young new girlfriend. Right. Yeah. I mean, that would be tough, right? Oh, so, is this your niece? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like he fucking asked her. Yeah, he's like, he's like, do you have any snacks? And she's like, what? He goes, you're just a mom. You're I just mom, figured that. Yeah. <laughs> she's got like some apricot fruit leather or yeah, some shit like, in her purse. Yeah. Oh, do you have anything like ocean splash? Uh, or yeah. 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 And, she, and she's Ooh. got this look and she no. goes, no. no. <laughs> like, oh, okay. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. I'll take it still. Apricot tastes like real. Or real, apricot. apricot. Tastes, tastes like, like real apes. apes. <laughs> I love that. And he ends up, he ends up hooking up with Aline that night. Yep. Um, And so, and so uh, here's, yeah. So here's, here's why I I dislike Aline. Sure. It's because I think she's just kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) I just think she's kind of a piece of shit. How many times, and Pam says it, how many times has Pam called and complained about Michael to her, right? Right. How many times has, has she been exposed to secondhand, mind you, all of the general shenanigans and jackassery that Michael Scott brings to the table? Absolutely. And like, how he's as much as he makes jokes about how he's kind of a womanizer how like he sometimes comes off as a little bit less than intelligent he's very distracting he's very inappropriate very unprofessional like and she still goes out of her way to like hook up with him at the wedding yeah like which she knows is going to cause drama with pam and then uh calls pam right yep goes through and like tells pam that she's she's overreacting yeah like that you're that you're overreacting she's a grown woman like she doesn't need your permission yada yada yada. and like i don't know it's just such a shitty character move to me that she would like for her own daughter who she knows really doesn't like this person yeah would still like date that person and make it so uncomfortable for them at work i think she was just excited to have a younger man you know yeah 10 plus years younger uh and just getting some attention but they're like hearing Michael talk about their relationship is hilarious. Oh yeah. Like when, yeah, yeah, yeah. when Dwight, <laughs> okay. Dwight drives to New York to get bagels. Cause yeah. he's got this whole thing where he's going to get everyone to owe him a favor and the favor is going to be to get right, Jim right. fired. Right. Whatever. Yeah. And, uh, he offers Michael a bagel and he says, no, I'm still full from, uh, breakfast fi- i had fish sticks and i ate my girlfriend's fish stick sandwich yeah i guess apparently i'm the only aphrodisiac she needs so <laughs> yeah. he woke up early and instead of bacon made fish stick sandwiches <laughs> for breakfast because he probably heard that seafood is an aphrodisiac 
kids. And, he, and he's hoping he's gonna get lucky off the. He's hoping he's gonna get lucky before work off of these fucking like Walmart great value fish stick sandwiches. Yeah, uh, and it's no. just like little stuff like that. Where no, it's I very mean, funny. Like when he, he's talking with Jim about the green Camry and the, the seats yeah, that go all, all the way, way down. down. Yeah. One of the funnier scenes of that season for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he is just so excited for them to get back from their honeymoon so that he can be like Pam pseudo dad friend. Yeah. And <laughs> like he's, he's, he's just, his way into this family. He's got it all built up in his head that it, that's just how it's going to be. Like we're going to like we're going to hang out every day. The moment like, the moment that they have when they're in the office and yeah. she's like, "Well, who is it?" Yeah. Who, who is, is it, it, Michael? Who is it, Michael? And he's like, "Yeah, it's okay. It's okay." <laughs> he's like, Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. She is that could have gone okay. one of two ways, but I never <laughs> thought she was going to be upset. <laughs> I think uh, more than Helene. anything she just uh, wants me to be happy. No. No, not no more than anything. Not more than anything. <laughs> oh man, birthday lunch. Uh when when I still feel bad for Helene a little bit at the end of all that because mm-hmm. when she I mean she Done for being on her birthday, and I. Okay, so let's just let's one. We'll just quick touch on that. Okay, please. Okay, so Michael, what an amazing job he did. (laughs) Oh yeah, for her birthday. Oh yeah, all the way up until he found out she was fifty-eight years old. Yeah, right. And so he woke her up by sliding a necklace as a gift around her neck. Yeah. Like that's how she woke up and it's been gifts all day. He writes her a poem. Yeah. He gives her a Mostly scrapbook. plagiarized. Yeah. He gives her a scrapbook that is um, like customized and she threw a penny in the, in the, in the in fountain a wishing well. And, and yeah. he like went in and got it because it the was wrapping their paper first love date in every language. together. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, he kills it. The table with all the decorations. Right. Like, oh, which table yeah. could be he, ours? He did so good for Pam's mom's birthday that yeah. Pam turned around and accepted yep. the fact that they were dating. Yeah, you're like, right. And and then he finds out that she's 58 <laughs> and he Michael Scott's it. <laughs> which, like, how the fuck Torpedoed. did he not know that yeah. by that point? They've uh, been dating for a long time. I'm going to run a triathlon or I'm going to do a triathlon. Yeah. You, are you, would you ever do one? No, no, I'm just uh, not something. I'm, oh, it's a matter of interest. Running oh, well, and jumping. Yeah, and, running. Well, that's no, the, you're the, thinking the high jump. <laughs> I mean, did you ever you would go to Italy? Oh, I've been. You can have my travel books yeah. and stuff. It's like I don't, I'm done slowly. with those long airplane rides. And then he does a move that someday in my life I'm going to do to somebody <laughs> or some group of people where he's just well, so put off by oh. the table that he goes to the quote bathroom <laughs> and then he just goes to the bar <laughs> when he's fucking he just, doing oh. the <laughs> when he's doing the math on the cocktail napkin to figure out her age <laughs> yeah, and still then gets it wrong. still does it wrong is so fucking primo god damn it oh <laughs> yeah so, yeah you're oh. 56 years old no i'm 58 uh, God. <laughs> there's there's uh, there's a lot of love in Michael's life. Unfortunately, it never ends the right way. Uh, and you know, if we if we talk about the end, which is Holly, then yeah. we should maybe talk about Ryan's uh, shit. Oh, we should talk. Maybe we should talk about Michael's first love, Ryan, for at least two minutes. You Just have the floor. Go ahead, Ryan. Okay, oh, I do man. think. Uh, <laughs> I- <laughs> 
I don't even know where to start. First of all, Who's Michael is Ryan? the reason that Ryan became what he am, like what he was, what he, what he is, what he is. Yeah. Yep. He uh, he was just a very normal young guy. Got a temp job out of college. You know, he's in. You know, he went to probably undergrad. And now he's in business school. Yep. And he's just trying to make some money and like everything from the first Dundies where he gets hottest in the office <laughs> yeah. and, and you just can keep going on from there. I think I mean, all the way, all the way to Ryan bleaching his hair blonde to <laughs> yeah. look like some of Michael's previous lovers. Basically. He's got a type. <laughs> he's got a type. I think he's got a type and, uh, and Ryan fits, fits right in eventually. So maybe Ryan is, Michael's greatest love. You think so? Maybe. I think it's up there. I think that Michael wanted... Right behind the chair model. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I think that Michael wanted them to have this mentor-mentee relationship so badly that it just came off so uncomfortable. So inappropriately. I think specifically the 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 fire episode. Yeah. Is that where you're going? Or the or the deposition. Yeah. Where they're going through and he's talking about who is this woman Ryan in the in the diary that you describe as as hot as Jan, but in a different different way. way. (laughs) way. (laughs) Not not a woman, just a really cool friend. Yeah. (laughs) Well and like the like I said, the fire episode, you know, where he is just obsessed. With Ryan, follows him to the car, yeah, like talking about business. All right, quiz me, quiz me, you know, yeah. and like, and then you know, Dwight's so jealous that he runs into the fire to to get his cell phone that's in his stinking oh, pocket God. the Fly whole time. up amongst the flames. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so I mean, maybe Ryan is is Michael's greatest love. It could so, be. Uh, I do have a, I do have one that I just I just really couldn't stand. Okay, and yeah. and it's for a reason you probably probably wouldn't guess. Okay. Margaret. Margaret. The landlady? The landlady. Oh, God. Okay, because oh. everybody treats her like the victim of yeah. that episode. Okay. Okay, so so Michael's, try, everyone, Michael's trying to get set up by dates. He's having a rough time of it. Um, you know, Kevin gives him the phone number to Wendy's. Hot and, and juicy redhead. <laughs> hot and juicy hot redhead. Juicy redhead. <laughs> and uh, so Pam finally breaks. Also, side note, Jim jokes about giving Pam's mom's number to Michael. That's that true. Episode. He sure does. And so that is like a really funny like callback to Oh, to no. Helene. Did yeah, Jim yeah. instigate this unknowingly <laughs> and put the pieces in play to eventually Michael meeting her, her a different way? What if Jim actually gave her the number or gave him the number and they have been yeah. texting pre-wedding? Yeah. And maybe they already had a little thing on. The, I don't know. That's how he knew it's Pam's mom. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's how he was comfortable oh, enough to ask for a fruit snack from her purse. Yep. So, There's so, a lot of holes in so, that theory. So, <laughs> Michael Michael hooking up with Helene, Pam's mom, could potentially be all from Jim. 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 Giving the number. And that's why he felt oh, so guilty damn, and so shitty good. when Michael told him about the yep. fact that they're dating. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Color card is your drive. It's a green. It's, a green. it's like, fuck. <laughs> it's one of the, one of the best. One I, know, of, <laughs> I know we've talked about the censored fucks in the office. Yeah. And that's definitely one of the better ones. Benny Han wow. at Christmas has another great it's, one where he's uh, riding the bike and, and crashes it into yeah. the side. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Oh, they're all good. They're, they pick and choose yeah. when to play, like when to use those. The uh, they don't do Darryl, it very often. The one with Daryl later on, that's just out of nowhere where Andy is running reception. He's like, Daryl, I've got your fact confirmation. He's like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just 
<laughs> totally out of nowhere. Do they do like one a season? You think? Is that I, they, I don't know. Not even probably. Fit. Not even. But yeah, that's no, that's good. But yeah, all that leads to Pam finally breaking yeah. and setting Michael up with Margaret, the landlady. Oh, yeah. Margaret, and the they landlady. go they go meet for a cop uh, coffee. And Michael sees a beautiful lady, and he's like, "Oh, she's gonna be in blue jeans and, a, and with a row or like and a, a black, black top and a black top." And then he sees the really nice looking blonde, and he's like, uh, "I'll give her a ten for looks and a zero and for uh, two, two, two for, for describing herself, two for ability to describe herself." <laughs> yep. Yes. And then and then they sit and they have their little discussion, and she ends the conversation with, "You know, that was very rude." And then she kind of gets up and leaves. Are you Michael Scott? Who is a Michael what? <laughs> also, a little side note to, to the freaking drink he orders at the coffee shop. Eh? <laughs> he, orders, he orders a hot chocolate with a, a whole bunch of pumps of peppermint and caramel. <laughs> like, just like, he's a little kid. Michael is a little kid. He, he yeah. loves his sweets, man. Yeah, he, he loves his sweets. fucking pretzel day. Yeah. Oh, and, God. Yeah. And so, so it all ends. And I think, and then he pulls, he pull, well, hold on. Before it ends, he pulls out his phone. He accidentally butt dials Jay. Man, which is great yeah um but Can't the reason tell, but she's got a boob job but the yeah. reason i think that their relationship Michael? would yeah. never have worked out yeah um is because margaret was just a rebound to the chair model <laughs> margaret was God a rebound to the chair model <laughs> fucking chair model it was oh, never gonna work <laughs> it was never gonna work it was never gonna work <laughs> Oh no! Uh, so Margaret's my least favorite. <laughs> Margaret, she is pretty. She's not great. Nah, <laughs> she's just very boring. You know what she is? She's a normie. She's a normie. She's, she's super normie. normal. She's and one it of was these normies, some fucking man. Scranton townie, if I've ever seen Scranton her. Scranton yeah, yeah, It just is same with like Carol. It just wasn't gonna work with them. She's too normal. Yeah, I'd say in 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 New York, she's a four. In Scranton, she's uh she's she's a six. Five yeah. and a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a six. Yeah, but in the Midwest, she's a ten because a 10. all we all we care about is niceness. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> she is very nice. She's incredibly nice. She's very. super nice. So she's a she's a Midwest ten. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. So who's who's your least favorite, AJ? Mine's mine's uh Helene and BJ's is Margaret the landlady. So I'm gonna take this a slightly different route for you guys on my on, on the least favorites. Um it was, and it's it's honestly it, it's a it's a showcase to how easily Michael can get along with just about anybody. And it happens to be a Valentine's Day episode. Oh boy! And it is the other the lady who's giving blood next to Michael. Oh okay. yeah! And although she might not be my least favorite, she also reminds me very much of Julie, who is later on yes. in the. Yeah. But. She's he's having this great like repertoire with <laughs> with this girl and then he passes out and I'm so sad. I think it's it's my least favorite thing that happened because we didn't get to see how it could potentially pan out for Michael. Yeah. That actress is hilarious. I don't. If yeah. you ever watched the show, the league, the league, she plays the league Jenny, yeah. yes. and she's fucking hysterical. She's awesome. awesome. She is awesome. She could have been a really fun character. I to think. Have in the show. I think it was an absolute missed opportunity that she didn't have more of a role potentially to that we could maybe just happen to see Michael Scott torpedo another, <laughs> another. relationship <laughs> that could have been better than Holly. Yeah. I, I love that. I think that they were just like Julie. I think, you know, uh, Michael ruined Julie. And we talked about it in a previous episode. And I think, 
you know, you got to look at like, assume this is real life, right? Blood donation. She gets up, he's passed out. They talked for like two minutes, you know? Yeah. And it's she like, what does good. she do? Obviously she's just going to go, you know, yeah. he he's, he's being monitored by nurses. Yep. Like, what is she going to do? Like wait around. She didn't do anything wrong. No, it's just a huge, like, Oh, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a sad moment to yeah. be honest. Like when you talk about Michael's love life, yeah, that he because then you have the Lonely Hearts party later yeah. on. That's so fucking depressing. Exactly, and you're uh. just like you, you, you really were. You were, you were sitting and waiting around just like everyone else was to see if Michael was going to see someone that he he felt a spark with, and we didn't get that. And yeah. I think that's one of my least favorite. I thought for, I remember the first time I watched the episode. I thought she was going to show up. Same. Same, like I thought she worked somewhere in the building or whatever, and she was going to show up and it was going to be a thing. And then, by the way, same moment, I same episode, I suppose. You see this. You see this very nice, attractive-looking girl saying, "Is this the singles party?" Yeah. And and they're like. It's not her. And, yeah. like, oh. and she's just like heartbroken again. Yeah. And walks out. Walks oh. away. That is a sad episode. I know. Yeah. I don't know from, from a know. medical standpoint how uh, how dangerous it is that Michael's unconscious for that period of time. Yeah. Well, point. he didn't eat for three days because he was so nervous about giving blood. <laughs> <laughs> and then they had to put it back. God, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, I don't know. There it is. All right. Michael's love life. Michael's love life, guys. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. It's an ongoing conversation, but we've got to cut it off somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and uh, I'm so glad we got to chat about it on Valentine's Day with you guys. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you had some fun along the way. I hope all of your relationships go better than 99% of Michael's. Of Michael's. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> All right, well, we got to get out of here, guys. Thanks for joining us on Valentine's Day. But until next time, make sure you're dropping that five star and make sure you're also hitting your fan theories in there as well uh, with your five star review because we want to read them on air. And make sure you join us next week when we're going to be talking about all things the accountants. Oh, accountants. Boy. All of the accountants. Three people doing the work of two people. <laughs> yeah, well, and maybe we'll argue there's more than three people to be considered as an accountant. Meredith technically was considered Touché. an yeah. accountant yeah. In, in season one. Just Am I right? I don't know. We'll talk it all next week. Mainly focus on Kevin, Oscar, and our beautiful yeah. little Angela. <laughs> all right. <laughs> With a heart of gold. <laughs> That's right. Very excited. All right, guys. So make sure if you uh, want to find us anywhere on that social media, uh, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, it's at Scotch Splenda. That's just at Scotch Splenda. No and, no ampersand, at Scotch Splenda. And if you'd rather email us for your fan theories, uh, make sure you shoot it on over to Scotch and Splenda Podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, Scotch and and Splenda podcast at gmail.com. And if you want to follow us on any social media platforms, you can find me, BJ, at I am the beach. That's beach, B E E J, on Instagram okay. and TikTok. Nick, where can we find you? Yeah. Uh, you can find me uh, just about everywhere at Nick Morella. That's N I C K M E R U L L A. Uh, you'll find that on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. On Instagram, you can find me at at Morella Nick, uh, M-E-R-U-L-L-A-N-I-C-K, because that bastard Nick Morella in New Jersey who follows me on Twitter took that one. <laughs> uh, and you can find me just about anywhere on social media, guys. A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S. It's A-J Vens. Anywhere on social media, just plug it in and find me. Cool. All right, guys. Well, 
Thank you guys so much again for joining us for Scotch and Splenda. I guess until next time, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. On the flippity flip. Bye. Bye.